Welcome to the show. This is the Bullhorn Podcast, the first episode. I'm one of your hosts, John, alongside me, Bob. How's it going, John? Well, we'll find out. So yeah, I don't don't tell me. <laughs> this is the first time. I got enough problems. I'm a little rusty. I'm a little nervous. I mean, we'll we'll get you oiled up. Yeah, it's all right. I hear you, Tin Man. <laughs> it will take us a little while, I would say, to get back in the flow of things. But I'm not afraid. I'm not. Af- I'm not scared. You know, it's falling off the horse. All that crap. Yes. Getting back on it. There you go. Not much has changed since I ran a podcast before. I'm still in Twitter fights. Uh, Twitter fights now are worse because uh, over COVID, I shaved my head because I couldn't get a haircut. So now I have a shaved head. Oh, wow. So now that's one more thing for people on Twitter to pick pick on me about because they say now I have a head shaped like a penis. They're not wrong. Okay. And then, then they say I'm an old boomer. They're not wrong. And they say I shouldn't have any opinions. That's where they're wrong. Wait a minute. They can't call you a boomer and then say that you shouldn't have opinions. I mean, doesn't that kind of qualify you for being a boomer? You know, the funny thing is, and and this is what cracks me up as far as, you know, whenever you get into a a Twitter fight, because usually it is someone younger, someone more liberal, you know, progressive on that side. And I'm to the point now where, look, we're not going to change each other's opinions on, on things. Okay. I have, I think of one thing, they think of another. I like to use facts. They like to use feelings, how they feel is how things are. So I was, and I was looking at Twitter this morning and there was a person and the tweet said something, uh, I guess it's all in Texas. The COVID thing is starting to ramp up again. And the governor's thinking about trying to shut the state down again and people are having a fit. So someone said something about the frequency of oxygen. What's the frequency of oxygen? And Twitter put a um, notification on it. Like they fact checked it. So I was like, what? That doesn't even, first of all, the tweet doesn't make any sense, but let's see what Twitter says. So you click on it and it says that 5G has not been proven to cause the coronavirus. And I thought to myself, if I'm dumb enough to think about the coronavirus is caused by 5G cellular towers. Is that little note from Twitter going to change my mind? Well, I mean, if you printed it out on tinfoil and crushed it over your head, maybe. 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 But maybe. these things that they're, that Twitter, all of a sudden Twitter's like, well, you know something, Twitter user. I'm going to tell you that this is what we know, that 5G doesn't cause the coronavirus. And I'm, okay. I just don't understand. And here's the other thing, too. I'm really moving off of uh, Twitter and more to Poller or Paler. It's like Twitter, but for conservatives. So you have all the conservatives, all the people that were thrown off of Twitter, they're now on Parler. P A R L E R. And it's an app just like Twitter. I've never, you'll have to. I uh, will put it in the show notes. Put it in show notes because I'm and straight up. You know what? Don't. Even this show has a Poller account because I think that's where our people are. Because they have a sense of humor. They don't get triggered by things. They don't need a safe space. Stuff Getting like that. Getting all choked up, John. I've never had people before. <laughs> You've never had people? Never. I've you always... were a podcaster. You had people. No. No? Your podcast didn't have people? I'm alone in a crowd, John. Nobody can sit next to me and not feel either outshined or like they're sitting next to an idiot. So 
there's no middle ground. I don't understand what you mean. Explain that to me, please. Well, my last co-host, Metal and Mortgages, and we were the same. I mean, I've known this guy 25 years and been in a fairly successful band that toured for four years with him. I know the guy. And we decided to do a show because we were always laughing at each other's jokes, man. Just excellent conversation. You know, the way most podcasts begin. Hey, we're funny. You're funny. I'm funny. We should do a podcast. I got a mic. You got a mic. But then it came time to sit down and it was, I wasn't allowed to be funny anymore. I wasn't allowed to make jokes anymore Uh, because, well, you know, we got to keep it serious. Yeah. Well, that's not going to happen here because if you don't, you don't make jokes, you're out of here. We're here to make jokes. We're here to lighten up things. We're here to take a different spin on certain topics that other people don't take. You know, how we feel. Honestly, how we feel. Oh, I get, um, if you've ever listened to the Boomer Bob show, you will, some might say it's a bit ranty, but I try to do it in a somewhat comical way, Mm -hmm. you know, where you think I'm in my, I'm in my room here just like a uh, heavy bag, speed bag. I don't know mm-hmm. what do you cover. Like I'm just in there beating it down with a baseball bat. Right. You know, but, uh, but I'm not. No, I understand that. And I've, and listen, I applaud you because I've tried several times to do a podcast by myself for a monologue podcast. And it gets so ranty that when I listen back to it, I'm like, this is just some guy screaming at the, at the wall. Yeah. Well, that's par- partially why I would, I kind of found that if I just, opened up a news website of any sort and played a random, you know, video clip of theirs, I could just react to it because I notice when I watch television, I react to all of that stuff too. In the same way, you know, I, I, there's not a commercial I don't scoff at or a, a news story that I don't throw my arms up in the air and go, what the f-? So I thought, you know what, I'll do that for the Boomer Bob show. And it uh, seems to have worked. Um, My listenership has gone up and I've actually, my last episode, I got quite a few DMs telling me, wow, you know, big improvement. So you have people, you're lying already. You have people. I don't call them people. They're people. What are they then if they're not people? I don't know. Okay. I guess it's better than trolls. You can have those too. I welcome trolls. I don't have a problem with trolls. Gives me something to do. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I can't do Twitter very much. <laughs> it, is, it is a very tough area to go into. I've had to unfollow certain people just because they tweet 24 hours a day. It's like, I'd like to read somebody else's stuff, please. I'd like to see things that other people liked or retweeted or, or commented on besides this one or two people. It's like too much, man. It's too much. One of the reasons why I reached out to you to co-host with the, me on this show is because of social media. We, I, one of the things that I'm really, I, I'm just making fun of it now. I'm straight up just mocking cancel culture. Oh yeah, it's wonderful. So we got into a thing where the Bubba Wallace story, uh. where where there was a a noose. The news came out that NASCAR has a noose, and in the the garage of Bubba Wallace, the only black driver, someone put a noose in there. And I thought to myself, well, there's an idiot because there's nothing but cameras there and they're going to catch this guy. And he's done. He's absolutely done. Yeah. Oh, so there's, they better hide him or her. And then in the back of my mind, I thought to myself, knowing that and knowing how whoever did this would know that they mm. were done. Could this be a Jesse Smollett incident? 
in the back of my mind. First thing I thought of was Juicy Smollett. Juicy Smollett, as uh, what's his name? Ship Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Says. But I didn't want to say it. You know what I mean? I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to jump the gun immediately. It's, oh, it's racist and the rednecks. And, and you know, it doesn't help that number two, that during the race, someone flew the Confederate flag over that said defund NASCAR because NASCAR yeah. will not allow the Confederate flag anymore. At the races, like you can't display it in the campgrounds. You can't have anything with the with the Confederate flag on it. So they sent fifteen FBI agents down there, and lo and behold, it was just the the knot that they tied on the end of the the pull down rope for the garage door. Right. You know, I I saw the memes kind of before the results of the investigation were out, and everybody was you know saying, "Look, it's just his pull rope for his for his garage door." And I'm like, nobody's that stupid. Especially not a NASCAR driver who's probably been in a couple garages before that didn't have automatic doors, you know, you know, motorized doors. And I was like, well, let's see where they go with this. And I'll be damned if, if they didn't turn it into some big giant, oh, let's all walk behind him while his car's being pushed and then he cries about it on national. It's like, what? Well, he did this after, after the FBI said that it wasn't an issue. He went on Don Lemon or who I like to call the bitter fruit of CNN. <laughs> so sucks. he goes on his show and says, you know, it was a noose. Well, yeah, of course it was a noose. It was a noose tied on the end of the rope that they used to pull the garage door down. And they still won't let it go. I have a theory what happened. Because there was a, a back in the day, I used to travel with a race car. Not NASCAR, but it was a dirt track car. And we used to go and we would race, we'd leave Friday and we would hit a track Friday night. And we'd hit a track Saturday, and we'd hit a track Sunday, and then we would come home. And we would drive out, you know, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Maryland, New York. We would go all over the place. And a lot of times what you're doing is you're waiting. You're waiting for the time trials. You're waiting for the heats. You're waiting for the feature. And you're just sitting there. you got nothing to do. And probably somebody's sitting there, and the rope is sitting there, and the guy fashioned a noose just sitting there waiting to do nothing. He just fashioned a noose in there. And the other thing was there was – loops in every one of those pull down doors you know all the way down what do you got here what do you got going on here is this your well screen? i pulled this up i want here. you to see it okay. there it is i'll see i don't know if there's a way i can blow it up here no, or, but uh, i can see it no the, the people so bob's showing me a picture of the the pull down rope that's the news found in the garage stall assigned to daryl wallace jr at talladega super speedway which is my home state by the way in a photograph released by NASCAR. So this is the noose. Now they said that this particular noose had been there since I think they said last August or no, last October, at least last October. At the, at the race of last October, somebody else had the stall and somebody else was filming video and they show you and it's the same rope. So that's as, noose. Yes. So that's as far back as they can, right. you know, say that this existed with proof, with evidence. So Correct. when you pull that garage door down, where does that rope lay? Well, usually you try to throw it underneath. Right. Well, you're probably inside and you pull it down and you lock the door. But the but the rope isn't kept up off of the floor. It, it lays down there on the floor, right? Yeah, correct. So why is this rope here? This is the photo that they released. Why is that rope so fresh and new? It is looking pretty new and spiffy, isn't that it? That thing would be, even if the garage was totally unused, uh, rainwater and, and uh, anything of that sort, dirt, grease, whatever. I mean, this is a auto garage. Yeah. It's going to have some dirt on it. 
Right, and it's not, and it's used a couple times a year, and it's also used. Well, I mean, Talladega runs things that um, not just NASCAR; they run other things there. So sure, they do. Yeah, that was put there the day of this photo. Now they did say that that this was the only noose or, or pull rope that was shaped like this all the other ones were just a just a basic loop just a basic you know garage old garage door rope you know thinner this was this looks like rope you would use on a boat this is not your normal i guess garage pull rope and that is damn sure not how you would tie the uh, loop at the end no i know so i i mean what do you, do you think that somebody uh, maybe this the, was again the rope broke they overreacted which made nascar and bubba wallace look like you know, chumps. Right. Because there was no news. And this is their way to say, well, here, this is why we were so upset about it. And this is why we were alarmed because this is the only garage door pull rope that looks like this. And out of all these 1600 plus garage bays, this is the only one that's tied like this. The one next to it, they have video where it looks like it was untied. Like there was a loop tied in there and somebody untied. Mm-hmm. So right. it, I, I'll be honest with you. I think it's a big to do about nothing. Yeah. I really do. And here, and I'm going to say this right now. This is the day that NASCAR died because NASCAR fans are so loyal. And then NASCAR and Bubba just, in my opinion, shit all over them. And they're pissed. Drove his Chevy to the levee and it was dry. They are pissed right now. And I think at Talladega, they allowed 5,000 people in. The next time there's a crowd, and when they announce Bubba Wallace, I can't wait to see what that sounds like. The boos are going to rain down. Jeff Gordon-type boos. Daryl Waltrip-type boos when they're yeah, racing. I, I never really watched NASCAR myself. Right. He's driving the number 43, which is the Richard Petty car. Yes, the that I- was Petty's number. Yeah, the iconic car. I'll tell you what, Richard was a great driver, but he can't pick them. They haven't had a good driver in that car since he left. He had 199 wins in that car under that number. And maybe a handful after that. I mean, they had John Andretti and a bunch of other different people in there, and they just can't seem to find a driver. And I'll tell you right now, Bubba's not the guy. No. Bubba's not the guy. And again, it might not be Bubba. He might be a good driver. It might just be the vehicle. You know, maybe they're just not keeping up with the technology. You know, the difference when Petty was running it was a whole different ball game than what it is now. So it's going to be interesting. I want to see what happens, you know, as far as the fandom, how they handle NASCAR. Right now on social media, Bubba Wallace is getting roasted by NASCAR fans. And I mean, open fire roasted. I don't know if he can recover from this, to be quite honest with you. We'll see. Hey, quick question. Are you a masker or are you an anti-masker? Well, I mean, an anti-masker would be somebody who just, why are you wearing a mask? You're an idiot. You know, I'm I'm more of, if you want to wear a mask, wear one, but don't make me. It's kind of like abortions. You want to get one? Go for it. Do you wear one when you go to the store? Only Costco, because they're the currently the only store here that makes you wear one when you go in. And I, I only go there like once a month, you know, buy everything in the damn place, and then you don't have to go back for a while, so because you told me something well, I wish you would have waited until the show. You told me you had COVID. When did you have it? I had it January 5th. We had gone to Orlando and the wife made me go to Orlando for the last week of December. 
and we were going to go to SeaWorld and whatnot and visit some family down there. So we did. It was busy. We were like, we did the New Year's Eve event there at uh, SeaWorld. It's pretty packed. The day we came back, which was January 3rd, we were going through Orlando International Airport and, you know, waiting for the wife to get ready so we could leave the hotel and go to the airport. I see on the news that it's going to be the busiest day Orlando International has ever seen at 186,000 people going through the airport. Wow. Like, oh, great, sweetheart. This is going to be fun. So even though I made her carry my little bottle of hand sanitizer, this was before any virus was even known to us anyway. I just don't like touching shit that other people touch sometimes, especially at airports and whatnot. So, you know, you grab a doorknob or, or whatever, you squirt a little on your hands and take care of that. Well, you know, you got to go to the bathroom. I Everything I could flush with my feet or turn on with my feet or open with my feet. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. But uh, sometimes you got to. So anyway, we get home two days later. It was about noon and I sat on the couch. I was like, I think I need to kick back, honey. And you know, my wife goes, what's wrong? I said, I don't know. I just got like really cold. I got freezing cold. And I, I looked over and I'm like, yeah, it's the same temperature it always is in here. And I'm, I'm usually totally fine at that temperature. And I said, I think something's wrong. So she went and got, we have a couple of different thermometers. So, you know, you have the kind that you do over your forehead and then the kind that puts under, put underneath your tongue. So we did both just to make sure. And I was at 103 plus. Wow. So she immediately took me to my doctor. My doctor was open. My doctor is one of those doc in the boxes. What's a doc in a box? You drive through? Nah, well, sort of. <laughs> um, I had the, the flu test done and all that. And my doctor normally comes in. I've been going to her for like 10 years. She normally comes in, puts the thing in your ear, you know, the little light in your ear, light up your nose, light down your throat. She'll listen to your breathing on your back and your chest and all that. This time she came in and she sat at this little kind of makeshift desk that's a, on the opposite end of the room and says, if it's okay, I not examine you today. I said, Are you okay, sure. I mean, we kind of know I've got the flu. And she gave me um, that Zofluza crap that you may have seen on, there's a, it's an advertisement on TV. Um, Is it for the flu? It's for the flu. If you catch it within the first, I think, 24 to 48 hours, it's right. supposed to greatly diminish the effects of the flu and also make it to where it, it dies off, you know, faster. Like rather than being sick for a week, you're only sick for three days. Right. So I got that and I got uh, like a, a Z pack and some other crap. And I was still down miserable for eight days. Couldn't move off the couch except to go piss. I had no appetite whatsoever. And I like, I like my snacks. I drink homemade sweet tea, uh, lightly sweetened tea and diet Coke. Those are my things. And I couldn't stand either of them. They both of them, when I tried to drink them, made me sick. Like I instantly spit it out. It tasted like poison. No kidding. Like to my tongue. Yeah. So the only thing I could drink with wa was water. And later on during the illness, my wife had bought me some of those propel. I was able to get those down. Uh, the only thing I was able to eat, she bought me a box of those uh, Edie's juice bars. They're I can't remember what they're called, but anyway, they're, they're basically hundred percent fruit juice, like a popsicle. Okay. Kind of bars. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Outshine bars. That was the only thing I, I could eat. I lost 22 pounds in eight days. Wow. I swear on everything I love. And 
I was able to go back to work after that. Now I, I own my own business, but it sucked because I had to cancel all of my work. Cause if I don't show up to work, if I'm unable to work, my other employee, I guess you call him, which is my brother, he can't do it by himself. He just cannot do it by himself. He's like physically not able to. So, okay. so I had to cancel all my work for an entire week, which hurt me. And then after I could go back to work, I was still about 75% strength. Did you get tested for COVID? I had gone in for a health my wife's trying to up my life insurance. It's got me looking around my back. Yeah, I'm like, I love her, and I don't think she'd ever do anything like that, but it does have me. Everybody has their price, Bob. Why are all of a sudden are you wanting to fix me, you know, glasses of tea and stuff? What's, <laughs> when was, that, why are you deciding to cook for me now? We, we've been together 14 years. You have a dog? I would test cook. everything on a dog. How much did you up it? Well, through her work, she had a limit on me since i'm not an employee she could only get 30 on me so we bumped so we went with an outside company and we went we went to 100 and a hundred thousand is not worth bumping you off a million i'd worry yeah hundred thousand is not really worth bumping oh i think she knows that i'm i'm gonna bump off myself here pretty soon so i mean not intentionally just through my habits all right let's get back to the story about the so you had to go for a physical for the Yes, I, I had to go in for a health screening. So they had to do blood work and a, a urinalysis, which they watched me pee. I'm like, you know, this isn't court ordered, right? You don't have to watch me piss. They watched you? Well, they, they kind of, you know, you have to go were in the room. Yeah, you yeah. had to leave the door open and they were right there at the doorway. I'm like, I'm, I don't have a condom with piss in it tied to my leg, okay? Wow. <sighs> so... While I was there, I was like, you know, do you guys do the the uh, antibody test? They're like, uh, yeah. They, I said, what does it cost? They said, it's $119. So I paid the money and got a code that they give you. And they said, give it about two days and you can log in. So I did that and it came back. Yes, I've had COVID. Get out of town. So you're, you're, you made it. You passed the, you went, you made it across the bridge. Yeah. Well, my wife got it too. Both. So both of you. The week when I, I had gotten better and gone back to work, it was about Wednesday that week. I come home and she's home, like laying in bed. And I said, what's wrong? She goes, I think I got what you had. I said, you need to get your ass to the doctor right now. She called. We both go to the same doctor. She called that doctor. My doc- That doctor wouldn't see her. <laughs> Smart doctor. They knew that I had it. You know, therefore, she's guilty by association. So she had to go to a different one. They didn't say anything because I guess they didn't even have a test back in January. They didn't have a COVID test. They gave me influenza A and B and they gave her, I think, influ. Uh, no, she didn't test positive for the flu at all. So you don't have to wear a mask. You're like a guy after a vasectomy. Uh, I mean, I think I've, I've heard you can get it again. So I'm, I'm still cautious. I If I have to cough because I'm a smoker, if I have to cough, I pull my shirt over, you know, cough into my, you know, into my shirt or my elbow, cough into like that. Wow, you beat the odds. You're, oh, you're a smoker. I'm overweight. You're overweight, but you're not that I'm almost overweight. 50. Yeah, almost. Yeah, look at you of, making it through. Less than a year away. See, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm 49, so. How about that? Mm-hmm. And my wife's 58 and, you know, made it fine. Yeah, of course, my, of course, you know, my wife's in pretty good shape. She takes care of herself, eats vegetables and shit. Oh, okay. One of those. Yeah, because, I mean, right now, honestly, I got to tell you. To wear a mask out to a grocery store or something like that, is it really that big of a deal when you're around, you know, strangers? To me, I do it. I, well, of course, I, I don't go anywhere. Trust me. I 
I didn't go anywhere before all this shit started. I had my groceries delivered. I would go out once in a while and play poker. But once this thing went down, I said, that's it. I'm not, I'm, I'm hunkering down until either get a vaccine or they can figure out how to treat this thing where people don't die. And that hasn't happened yet. And then I got friends of mine. They're like, yeah, this is all about damn, but it's a big hoax and you don't have to wear a mask. And if you wear a mask, I'm like, okay, all right. And we'll see how they make out when you're sitting there and you can't breathe. I, you know, again, to me, I just, why fight? I mean, if this, if it lowers your chance of not getting it, why wouldn't you wear a mask? Read the disadvantages of wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You know, here's the funny thing. In my previous life, when I was younger, from the age of 16 until the age of 23, I worked as an industrial painter. I had a mask on eight hours a day. Yeah. And then when I worked in the elevator business, there were certain places I would go that were um, refineries and stuff like that. You had to wear a mask there, too. And you had to go in and get a a spirator test where you breathe out and breathe in and see if your lungs could handle it. and. You know, I had those tests, and I have asthma, so I've had it ever since I was two years old. I wore masks all the time. And, and for I remember one time we were on a job in an oil refinery, and I wore masks for four 10-hour days for months. Like three months we no. would wear a, ma- you know, a mask because we were in an area where there was dust and stuff like that, and it just wanted to, it was recommended to wear a mask. So we wore a mask. We changed the cartridges. Like every second day you change the cartridges, and— you just wore a mask. So, again, I, I understand that there's probably some people that can't wear a mask. But the, other, the, the, problem, the thing is, if you can't wear a mask, you really need to wear a mask. I've got an older brother. He's uh, 55. Sorry, 54. Didn't mean to make him. He's gonna, he don't listen to this crap anyway. And he's 360 pounds. So, so he's, uh, he's a big one. He, he likes his beer. Yeah. Well, he's, I'm a big one. He's clean, hygienically, and all that stuff. But... He um wears a mask when he goes into grocery stores and stuff just because just just to be safe because he's aware that he's in the sure. risk category. Other than that, I mean, we paint. I don't know if you know this. I, I own a business. I paint apartments. I, d- I do you know make ready work. Whenever somebody moves out, uh, they tell me to go in there and paint it up. So I do, and and so we're crawling through. It's not like they clean them first. They're not sterilized before we go in there, right? So, and I've done, since this, all this started, I've probably done three, 400 units. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, we do, we knock them out. So, I haven't gotten it again. And he has, he doesn't wear a mask when we work. So, <clears throat> you know, we, we make fun of everybody who's in cars by themselves driving with a mask on. It's like, did you fart and you don't want to smell it? What are you doing? The only thing I could think of when you see somebody in a car with it, maybe they're an Uber driver. And they have people in and out of their cars all the there time. There can't be that many. <laughs> okay. I, 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 maybe I think they're virtue signaling. Maybe. I don't know. Look at me. And in Oregon, they made a f- first they had the thing where everybody had to wear a face mask unless you were non-white. If you were non-white, you're not allowed. You can, you're exempt from wearing the face mask. But all you white people, you put on a face mask. And I thought to myself... That's got to be against the Constitution, right? <laughs> That's, and then they, were, they had such a backlash that, like, uh, within a couple days, they dropped it where they said, okay, everybody has to wear one. Oh, really? Yeah, everybody has I, to wear I, one. I call that racist. Right now, there you go. There's some racist. There's a racist thing. Well, no, I guess it's only racist if it goes from white to non-white. 
It's it's not if it's coming the other direction. I listen. I, that's if we're, if the, you feel that way, I think this is where we first disagree because this is how I figure out whether it's racist or not. Well, that's what they say. I understand. So that. And you have to play by their rules, right? No, I don't. I do not. I mean, they're the ones who <laughs> define the they define the rules rules of the game. We're just playing it. Here's the deal. This is what I say. If you say something about white people. And if you take the word white and put it with black and you go, holy shit, you can't say that, then it's racist. Yeah. That's how I put it. That's how I work it. Yeah. Like I have friends that are white and they'll put something on Facebook and they'll say, dear white people. I'm like, who the fuck are you talking to? Yeah. In other words, you know, they, they start out, they're going to tell you something about yourself, you white people. So if you exchanged white with, with black. the word black and said, dear black people, it'd be like, okay, this is about to get racist. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. That's a good way. That's a, a excellent uh, gauge. Right. Yeah. I mean, good. the cancel culture right now. So, all right. So you went through this and you didn't have any medication. You didn't take the, the hydrochloroquine, quinitine. I, I still no. can't say that. Afterward, I took a lot of vitamin D. I t- took a lot of vitamin D3. Uh, and I always take a CoQ10 because, you know, well, my heart, whatnot. You know, you want to. It Look at doesn't this. hurt to take it. Some people are like, supplements are stupid. There you go, oh, yeah, vitamin yeah. D. Got it right here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I had gotten the vitamin D3 that's prescribed by my doctor for, I got five weeks worth of that or six yeah, weeks. Yeah, you take it once a week. With that stuff. It was uh, 50,000 IU at a Yeah, clip. that's I had them too. I could probably still get them, but I just figure I take these once a day. It's just, it adds the same. It adds up the same way. Yeah. And again, um, I don't know what this could, honest to God, this could be fish oils for or whatever. I, I mean, I don't know what could, this could be just water. I no, just, mine looked like that too. Um, I got mine from Costco and mine looked, looked just like that. They're kind of golden colored. You never know. Clear, transparent. All right. Well, listen, I'm glad. <clears throat> thank God you got through this and thank God the missus got through this. I wonder if your doctor got it. I don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> think so. Um, well, I tried good. calling him the other day. They didn't answer. They Oh no! You wiped out your doctor. <laughs> I, yeah, I, well, no, because I I went back for my damn physical about a month after having COVID. It was right around my damn 49th birthday. Never bring your wife to a physical when you're my age. Did she want to do the prostate exam? Oh, the doctor goes, "Okay, would you like me to check your pr- pr- prostate?" Uh, I looked at the wife like, male or female, as uh, a woman. And, um, I, I said, well, I've never had it done. I said, is this the right age for it? Or she goes, well, you could, you could wait that a year. You could uh, not, uh, you could do it now or do it in a year. And I was like, I looked at the wife and the wife goes, do it. Yeah, exactly. Do it. I said, oh my God. She goes, okay, turn it around, bend over on the, over the, over the bench. And then you, I just, uh, you're going to feel some pressure. I've never had it before. <laughs> so, yeah. and then, you know, she's She's going, okay, do you feel pain? Do you feel pain? I'm like, well, you know, right now everything's pain. You got your fingers in my ass. What do you mean you do got, I feel pain? Uh, so she's like, prostate feel normal. It's a good size. That right there is the prostate. Like, I can feel it. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, that's it, you know? Yeah, this isn't Sesame Street. I don't need a, a prostate tutorial. Get your fingers out of my ass. Take the glove off and write something down. So, okay, I got to tell you. Here's, I went to the doctor's. And same thing. I go for the physical and my doctor says, you want to, and she's a female doctor and she's right around my age. And, you know, I've seen, I was seeing her for like five years and she gave me the prostate exam 
And I switched doctors. I couldn't go back in and see her anymore. <laughs> I couldn't face her anymore. Oh, I felt funny. violated. I felt like I got me tooed. I can't tell if she used one or two fingers. Did they at least give you like a handy wipe or something to like clean the jelly off with? I didn't get that. God, I got to tell you, it was such a traumatic experience for me because <laughs> I was, I don't remember. It was like she stuck her finger. I felt like she went in with two. I really do. I'm not 100% I, sure. I look back during this, all of this, while I'm trying to process what to tell my doctor if there's pain or not. And and I, I look back to see, because my wife was literally sitting in a chair right next to my butt cheek. And I'm like, I, I look back to see if she had her phone out. Like, ah, I'm getting this on camera. Oh, yeah, okay. I see. You thought your wife was yeah, going to take it. She, she's like, I told you I wasn't, I wouldn't look. I'm like, oh, well, I'd, I'd have told you the same thing, but then I would have filmed it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hell yeah. yeah. I got to tell you, I couldn't go back to that doctor. I had to switch doctors. I did. Uh, I switched I, doctors. And that's exact. I've never told anybody this before. I uh, switched doctors because she gave me a prostate exam. And I couldn't face her anymore. Really? That I wouldn't bother me. I'll I, go I, back to her. You know what? I tried to go back to her a couple times, and every time I went in there, I just felt like I just could feel like her fingers in my ass, and I couldn't go back to her anymore. I was traumatized. Wouldn't that create kind of a bond? You know, you would think, <laughs> but no. You would think, but no. I yeah, I couldn't take it anymore. So I definitely want to talk about this story you put up here because I read it this morning and I couldn't believe it. I've never heard of this. I mean, is there such a thing as YouTube famous? I mean, I understand people that are famous that are on YouTube, but really, did who that I know? I guess the Paul brothers, you know, they become famous from YouTube. And well, I mean, I think if Joe Rogan wasn't he was on a comedian YouTube, if his show wasn't on there, I don't think he would be as big as as he is. Well, maybe. So you have a story in here about a YouTube famous person, uh, Micaiah Stauffer. Stafford. Yeah, Micah, uh, Micah. Micah Stauffer. Micah Stauffer, who adopted a child. A four-year-old. No, she adopted it when it was a baby. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She adopted the baby from China, you know, because that was the thing to do. You go to China, get yourself a baby. Yep, three years ago. Right. She went three years ago. Here, the child, the boy, developed autism, and she rehomed him. She gave him back like a puppy. <laughs> well, he was chewing up all those slippers and stuff. He kept peeing on the carpet. Listen, I understand. I My son's autistic, all right? And we found out when he was three years old, he's autistic. And he is verbal, and he... You know, he goes to, uh, he doesn't, he's not mainstream, so he doesn't go to a mainstream school and stuff like that, but he's really smart and he has a, he, I call him Rain Man. He's like Rain yeah. Man. All right. Yeah. But, you know, and it's tough. It's tough taking care of him, especially when he was a kid because he had no, if he saw something and he thought about, hey, maybe I should take this fork and stick it in an outlet. He was going to stick a fork in an outlet. I mean, that was the shit he did. He poured a glass of water in the back of a TV set in his room one time and shorted out half the house. Oh, wow. So I understand that it's not easy, but you signed up for this. And then she kind of rehomed them after she had the child on some of her videos. And they're like, well, whatever happened to your kid? And here's the thing. You know why I say she kind of got rid of him like a dog? She even gave him a dog's name. His name was Huxley. Yes. What's a boy? You never, who names her kid Huxley? Huxley's dog's name. It's absolutely a dog's name. I don't understand how much time went between 
this kid getting rehomed and everybody finding out everybody every all of her little you know youtube fans are finding out that that she did it because apparently there was a little bit of time in in between when she did this and when they found out about it she says that she was naive when she started the adoption process and was not selective or fully equipped or prepared nobody's prepared for this when she welcomed huxley into their home yeah it's not like a watermelon or a cantaloupe where you flip them over, you knock on the side <laughs> of them, you know, you give them a sniff. You know, you can't smell autism on a kid. Yeah, and you and you can't take him out in the out in the backyard and throw a ball with him for a minute to find out if he's you know bright enough to bring it back. Yeah, they don't. I mean, you don't see the signs of it until they're about three years old. You know, they either they don't talk, they line things up. I don't know if you read this far, but but she kind of gives it. You know, when you, I've had to rehome a dog before it was because my living conditions changed or living arrangements changed and I had to move in somewhere where I could not have this dog. So it was a, a black lab. So I found a farm that takes in black labs and gives them a big old farm to run on. So, and I've been back to visit the black lab. Of course, by now the black lab is long gone. So it's kind of like this. Listen. I can't say that I wish that this never happened because I'm still so glad that Huxley is here and getting all the help he needs. I also know that even though he is happier in his new home and doing better than he, I mean, that's something you would say when you give up a dog. That's what I'm saying. It's not that he's happier in his new home. They're happier that he's in his new home because they don't have to put up with the shit he's doing. You know what I mean? As an autistic child, it's like, um, yeah, we love him and know that his uh, this was the right decision for him. No, no. This was the right decision for you. And it's the right decision for us. And we're praying that Huxley only has the best future in the entire world. I got to tell you, these two people are the biggest pieces of shit. Yep. Huge pieces of shit. I should. All right, I'm going there. Fuck it. I'm going there. Go for it. I want to pray that these two have a child and that child's autistic. Yes. They can't give it away. Then they'll just rehome that one too, man. You think they'll just rehome it? You think they'll give it up for at three years old? You think they're going to rehome it? Well, what gets me, I mean, is, is I guess, I don't know what her YouTube channel was about, but she's apparently built like a following with moms and stuff with all the mom <laughs> crap. Oh, they're done. Yeah. They're done. Canceled. Canceled. <laughs> but they they canceled themselves by being selfish. Yeah, you're done. It's amazing. I understand. Okay, I get it. You know, my son was a handful. Uh, we couldn't put him in daycare. He picked up a Tonka truck, like the real metal Tonka, tr tonka truck, to brain some kid with it. We had to take him out of daycare. Oh. We tried to mainstream him because he was verbal. But he just was, he would get up in the middle of class and just knock over a bookshelf. His impulse reaction is a lot better now. But when they're young, my God, they're a handful. Their child might not have been verbal and it could have been worse. They, you know, a lot of times you can't potty train them. Yeah. John was the hardest kid to potty train. <laughs> oh my God. And this guy would come home from work and he would have his diaper off and he'd be doing a mural on the wall with shit. Oh Lord. I mean, yeah. Stuff. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we had to scrub and paint the wall after his stuff. Yeah. So I get it. Okay. I get yeah. it. I love him to death. 
he's got his own little personality and he cracks me up at times. And all the other times I'm like, you just look at him like, why would you do something like that? But again, just to be able to just take it and rehome him like a puppy, I'm just like, Ugh. I, I, it's such a selfish piece of shit thing to do. So, I mean, you can only imagine the way they both felt when they took that kid and dropped it off back at the adoption agency or, or wherever it is you would do that at when they both walked through the damn uh, parking lot and got in their cars. They're, they're just thought High to themselves, Woof, back to being selfish. <laughs> they come walking in and say, Hey, uh, excuse me. Um, yeah. Uh, remember when we picked up Huxley about three years ago? Yeah. He's not doing so well. Uh, yeah. you know, he's, uh, He's not, we can't seem to potty train him. And, and we took him to the doctor and found, found he has uh, autism. And uh, we're not really equipped for autism here at the house. And, yeah, he's broken. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to do with an autism. You think maybe you could find someone that could kind of take him and they would be, do better with an autistic kid? Maybe you think that would happen? I, I can only hope that they're like, forever removed from any kind of possibility of ever adopting ever again. If this was my world, the first thing I would do is get her and have her ovaries removed so yep. she can't reproduce. X-ray her without the lead jacket on. Right. Yeah, just take come in go in and take out her eggs. She shouldn't You're be barren. Able to, yeah, she should not be a mom. And then she's on the no adopt list. No yeah. adopt list and sterilization. Is that wrong? Is that wrong? I, I no, don't think so. I mean, I know it's a, it's radical. I'll give you it's a radical situation, but I don't think that it's that bad. Well, I mean, we already know what kind of an asshole she is, so why should we allow her to continue being an asshole? How many times from now until, I don't know, in the next 15 years, that she'll check on Huxley? They should be forced to work in a daycare. Here we go. Here's another one. Some jerk-off, he is suing Twitch. For $25 million, why, you ask? Because he is a sex addict and claims that he jerks off to hot female gamers that that live stream their gaming, and this has caused him to injure his penis. Now, the first thing I did was check to see if this guy was from Australia, but he's not. He's from California. <laughs> he's a sex addict, and he uh, uses Twitch as basically Pornhub. And he says that uh, he has been jerking off to a abundance of scantily clad gamers, and he has injured his penis. Twenty five million. Twenty five million, because he's jerking off too much. Of course, it's California. I was going to say Florida, but no, so, it's California. Yeah, uh, apparently he's chafing. <laughs> what about lube, dude? Anything? Soap? Spit, anything? Yeah. Uh, you know they have lube. He's had to use Neosporin on the tip to prevent, <laughs> I don't even know what this is, necrosis. necrosis. Uh, they, it, the yeah, whole necrosis. lawsuit is a 56-page document. Complete with photos. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and video. Uh, yeah, he once ejaculated on his PC monitor, which caused the gaming system to short circuit and resulted in a fire that temporarily caused his apartment now that's some that is some powerful cum right there oh my god they requested a comment and the twitch spokesperson said that uh these claims are frivolous and absolutely have no merit i love this part the the story says despite the ridiculous allegations 
It does say that. I'm sitting here looking at it. Ridiculous. Uh, This guy, he's got a multitude of problems. He's got depression, agoraphobia, Crohn's disease, and OCD. That's why you look to see if it was in Australia. (laughs) He's reportedly following 786 female gamers and zero male ones. Well... Sounds Dude. to me like 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 he has like xenophobia or what I don't know. Well, the the problem is he's just using his Pornhub and he again, you know, like I said, he's jerking off and now he's have he's, he broke his penis. He's wearing it down to the nub, Bob. Well, that's why he's looking for punitive damages. Right. Puni- uh, I would imagine a guy like this isn't really much. Uh, I don't think he's much on you know having girlfriends. You would think he's probably what? more of a. Uh, what do they call those guys again? That incel. Incel. Thank you. He says that uh, that the twenty five million in punitive damages, he will split with other Twitch Turbo subscribers. Any leftover proceeds will be donated to both COVID nineteen and Black Lives Matter, because you know both of them need your money. <laughs> COVID nineteen. Christ. He also tried to sue Apple for a trillion dollars over an iPhone mishap. I think I remember that. Really. Yes, I actually read about it. Now, here's the problem, because they say Twitch has been criticized for allowing risque content. He was the one who he brought in his iPhone to Apple to be repaired and claims that they just gave him a new iPhone and kept his old one with all of his information on it. Oh, so that was worth a trillion. His information was worth a trillion dollars. Something something on there was worth a trillion to him. I'm like, well, you know, they use iCloud. So if you just... Log in with your same Apple ID on, on your new phone. Guess what's on your new phone? All your old information. It's instantaneous. It's, it's awesome. It's great. So one of the things that they say that Twitch does is they allow these gamers to game where you can see their ass and underboob and mm. also cleavage. That doesn't do anything for me as an older man. Uh, underboob? Eh, side, side boob, boob. underboob. It's not a big deal to me. I'm a nipple. Care. I got to see a nipple. If if there's no nipple, it's really not a boob. I'm a nipple guy. It's always always been a nipple guy. I'm a boob guy. I love boobs. No, not you? What are you, ass man? Leg man? What are you? I'm just going to sound, I'm just going to, anything I say is going to like sound ridiculous and made up. So, I mean, it's, it's, I'm more of, I need you to walk across the room because I, it's more about how you carry yourself to me. Oh, really? Okay. All right. The whole thing as it, as it moves in motion. So interesting. Yeah. So good luck, buddy. Do you think maybe, okay, so you go for 25. What do you take? You take 5 million? Sure. You take 5 million. Take $25 if they'll just give it to me. I mean, the embarrassment, I mean, it's, it's not his first rodeo with this ridiculous amounts of money that he's asking for, for things that he has no business clogging up the, uh, you know, legal system with, but I think he should be happy if it goes to court at all, even if it gets if it gets kicked out. I probably would say same thing. Uh, what do you think about the Dixie Chicks changing a name to the Chicks? I think it's interesting that they waited for the current racial tensions to um, use that to release an album, and then come out and saying, "Yeah, well, you know, we're woke too. We're going to remove Dixie and just be the Chicks." If they didn't have an album coming out, it'd be innocent. Uh, Who cares? Like, you know, Lady Antebellum doing the same thing. And then my second question to you is, what do you think of them replacing Natalie Maines with Kevin James? 
Yeah, you know, that was an interesting call. I'm I'm actually this will be the first time that I actually go to listen to, to their music because I'm interested to see what uh, Kevin James can do. He really does sound like uh, Natalie Maines. Like it was, I think, it was crazy. I think Paul, Paul Blart, right? Paul Blart Mall Cop. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be, I think he'd be awesome. As long as he's wearing that uh, Paul Blart uh, uniform and he's riding on a damn Segway while he sings. That'd what about Dixie Cups? Do we got to get rid of is Dixie Cups now on the chopping block? You think, you know, I don't, I didn't even know that they were available to be honest with you. I thought that the, uh, that the global warming people had already had those canceled. So I'm telling you, I have a whole thing of, uh, paper plates that are from Dixie, Dixie brand paper. Oh, I know the brand exists. I didn't know if the little cups that you used to put in your bathroom, I'm thinking Dixie plates, Dixie cups. Do you think Dixie's got to change their name now? We got rid of aunt Jemima. Can't have pancakes. I, I was, I've had racist pancakes for years. I still have a bottle of racist, racist, racist <laughs> syrup in my cupboard. I'm not getting rid of it. I'm using all that racist syrup. I, I don't eat syrup, so it doesn't bother me. <laughs> Zero effect. I'm, I, once in a while, I have a little French toast, and I like a little racist syrup on my French toast. Not going to lie. Wee wee. I, I had racist butter, the Land of Lakes butter. It's not racist anymore. Because they took off the Indian and kept the land. I still have the racist butter. I still have the one with the Indian on it. Oh. Yeah. I might, might want to eat that. It's probably going out of date. Yeah, you know, it's butter's butter. <laughs> so I have a racist breakfast of some French. Well, you know, I should actually have some racist Aunt Jemima waffles with my racist syrup with some racist butter on top. Some uh, Jimmy Dean sausage. Yeah, the, the breakfast of uh, white supremacists, to be yes. quite honest with you. And NASCAR. <laughs> and and watch a little NASCAR, and then listen to some Dixie Chicks. Listen to some Dixie Chicks. <laughs> maybe uh maybe a little B side of uh, Lady Antebellum. Sorry, Lady A. Lady A now, no. right? Well, wait, wait a minute. She's not, wait a minute. She can't be Lady A because Lady A is a black jazz singer who had that name for twenty five years. Well, not anymore. the The white band is going to take it. Sorry. I don't think they can. I think she's got a trademark on it. Or in right. other words, I, I don't think they, I don't think she can do it. It'd be like. Maybe it's like the C Canadian version of A. Is her H. name really Antebella? Is her real name Antebella? No, they had called it that because they said that like their first album where they did like the photo shoot was something to do with the Antebellum South or I don't know. I, oh, okay. So it's the band name. It has nothing. To, I'm a metalhead. <laughs> right. I, I'm just trying to figure out, like, why don't they just change their name to something? I don't know, Lady, I don't know, Annette or Lady. I, don't I mean, know, it's, who cares? it's not really her name. It's just the name of the band because it's her and one other guy that right. kind of are the main two in the group. I think everybody else is a hired gun. Yeah. I'm just trying to see what's going to be left over by the time they get done canceling everything. They're already now. The next thing is White Jesus. They're going to get rid yes. of White Jesus. Can't have any more white Jesus. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. Um, I think the Pope is going to probably change things too. You think that's going to happen? There's no way. And I, I mean, well, when no, I tell I you, mean, there's the no way. He's he's going to virtue uh, signal as as well because you already know that he doesn't like Trump. I mean, he comes from uh, you know South America, so I don't care. I'm just saying, you want to see Christians revolt? Wait till they try to say you can't use white Jesus. Way do you yeah, see what happens? I honestly, I've really come up with a plan. I got a plan. It's going to require you to move, unfortunately. Nope. So okay, well, just listen to my plan first. Go ahead. 
the whole South is racist. So what we have to do is we have to move everybody out of the South because they're just racist. So we have to move everybody out of the South. Or here's the other thing. We can take people that, that live in the South but hate the fact that the South is so racist, and we give them places up north. Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota. You know, where it's cold. Where it's cold and white, right? It's just, no. Yes, yes. No. That's where they, they go up there because they can't have any race. There's too much racist. There's, there's, the South is racist. You move them to the north, and then there's no more racism in the north because everybody – and anybody up there – that doesn't like that, they can move back there. They can go to the warmer climate. They can go south. I think we, we need to segregate everybody as far as, you know, the, the woke versus the unwoke. I think that's what we have to do. I wanted to do this with uh, Israel. I said this years and years and years ago. I said, what we should do about Israel to stop all this problems, we should just give them New Mexico. It's kind of the same <laughs> kind of climate. We can even use the name New Mexico. It would just fit... And we just move them right into the New Mexico, and then just and the, and then there would be no more fighting in the Middle East. They wouldn't have anybody to fight with. Yeah, but it's not the Holy Land, though. I mean, there wasn't anything. Well, bring it with of, them. We'll just take that stuff and bring it on over. Or you know what we'll do? We'll just build new monuments, just like the old ones. They'll never know the difference. It's not the problem. Just get them out of there. Give them New Mexico. I also got a problem with the police brutality and the racist cops. It's 911. What's your emergency? And what race are you? Hi, I'm a black woman. Someone's breaking my house. Hold on. Car 54. Uh, you send black cops yes. to black homes. Yep. That's what you do. White people get the white cops. Black people get the black cops. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like, doesn't whenever, you know, a, a woman uh, is being like booked into jail or, or whatever and they have to be strip shirts isn't that done by a woman and if you're at like T tsa and you're a woman don't they call uh, a woman uh, sure. in to do your yeah they gotta know, give body you a search right they got a body search you they they call a woman right same right. thing same premise it sucks but hey they my fault exactly i'm telling you right now black people black cops white people white cops and then hispanics and everything i just think you flip a coin does it really well, matter? Well, yeah, they use the, you know. It's not as racist, I don't think. Or you don't see no. it as much. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, down in, say, you know, like Miami, South uh, South uh, Florida, yeah, you get a lot of the Latinos I agree. down there. But there, there's a lot of their police forces is also Latino. There, there's hardly any white cops in Miami. Really? It's, it's a lot of, yeah, a lot of. Latinos. So I did not know that. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Not real popular. Well, yeah, they're, they're not happy down there either. They, they're very upset down in Miami because of the COVID and, and they're having a, a problem with, uh, I guess with the, the flare up and everything. And now they're like, you know, you better start wearing a mask. I'm going to shut us inside. Do you think that they're going to be able to do that again? I, it's not going to be as easy as it was the first time. I don't think people are going to go back inside because last time they said 14 days, 14 well, days. I mean, it, it wasn't so bad last time because it was during a kind of crappy part of the year where things were still cold and, you know, and all that. Plus, you know, people, some people had a, a reserve of, you know, money in the bank that they could live on. But now I think, you know, it's nope. It's, it's either sink or swim. So they're going to swim. I got to be honest with you. I think that 
you're not going to get them back in again. And, and, and again, there's people that have are still out of work, and they, I don't know how you do that. They're, they're trying to get other jobs, and that's not working. And well, I mean, I've tried to hire help because I've been over, overwhelmed. I've been overblessed with lots of properties wanting me to come and do their work for me, and I just cannot do it. I'm only one person. And I've tried to find help and nobody wants to work because they're still getting their, uh, you know, 275 a week from the state and 600 from, from the federal, the right? Federal. Yeah. Um, and nobody, they're, they're like, oh, I'm not going to make that kind of money. Right. So they're going to stay home. Wouldn't you? Why would right. you, why would you work when you're making more yeah. money at home? Yeah. Good job. You know, <laughs> you wonder why the numbers on the, on the news are saying, you know, 30 million Americans out of work. Well, yeah, because they're being paid better than they were when they were going to work. So, of course, it's going to remain like that. Absolutely. All right. So, I think we've run up against time. Uh, okay. Bob, thank you very much so far. I think, uh, you know, this should be a, this should be an episode. I think it's we've something. actually. All right. And then, listen, if you've made it through to this, this far in the show, we appreciate it. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at BullhornPod. Any questions, comments, complaints, you can call our voicemail. Bob, did you know we had a voicemail number? I did not know that. We do. 856-599-8558. You can always email us at bullhornpod at gmail.com. Thank you very much for hanging out with us and do us a big favor. If you like the show, be fertilizer. Spread the word. Help the podcast grow. Tell a friend who you think will enjoy the show and better yet, tell somebody who will hate it. All right, Bob, we'll be back next week. Check the links in the description. See you guys later.